Greetings in each in the name of the Lord Jesus to each one. The um, the announcements this morning took a little longer, but um, uh, actually it was a good um, introduction to my message. Um, I want to talk about uh, this morning about some things that that are new. Uh, this uh, situation that's come up about our uh, attendance at Bible school, it's, uh, while it's fairly new, in the last few years this has been uh, kicked around. Maybe that's not the right term. <laughs> it's been discussed. and um, But it's uh, it's relatively new. We're approaching uh, a new year. Wednesday will be uh, January 1st, uh, 2014. I was looking back through different uh, my different records, and uh, I preached uh, a, new, a New Year's message in 2005. I'm using some of the same notes, maybe adjusting just a little bit, and you probably, you know, those of you who were here in 2005 may remember some of this, The, um, but if uh, you're like me, uh, much of it probably is forgotten, and so we want to look at it again. Thinking of a new year, thinking of uh, what's ahead in a new year. Uh, I receive in the mail a, um, this newsletter, it's called Western Fellowship and Belize News, it's from the Western Fellowship. Uh, Brother Jason Schrock is the editor and puts this together and somewhat like uh, our Midwest Focus where each church writes in and some of you may get this. This one came to, to uh, the day before yesterday, I believe. And uh, I'm going to read some of this editorial. It's by Jason Schrock. Um, I called him last night, and, and he gave me permission to, uh, to read some of this. This is called uh, 365 Blank Pages. And... Uh, goes like this. We stand on the brink of another year. One year has passed and others on the horizon. No one knows what the year may bring in your own life. As the days of our lives pass one by one, there is a book which is written by God that records each deed. As we face another year, there are 365 blank pages. Nothing written on them. They will be filled in by the deeds we do. We all have plans, likely each of us could make a list of plans we have for the year 2014. It is very possible that one or more or all of our plans may never come to pass. But we do know that if time continues and God gives life, these 365 blanks will be filled in with something 
whether good or bad. A year ago, we also stood on the threshold of a coming year. That year before us contained 365 days. Now, all those blanks are nearly filled in. What is written will never change. Likely, there are things you did which you wish could be undone, but it's impossible. The record is permanent. Perhaps we don't think of God as being a bookkeeper, but we find numerous references in the Bible verifying the fact that God is keeping record of our lives and of our deeds. Uh, He also makes uh, reference then to uh, the book of life. Then there is a book of life. If you are going to gain entrance to the streets of gold in the presence of God, your name must be written in the book of life. A book of life is referred to And this was interesting to me. This book of life in the Bible is referred to by Moses, David, Daniel, Jesus, and the apostles Paul and John. All of these uh, make reference to the book of life. If your name is not in the book of life, you will be condemned by what is written in the book containing the record of your deeds. Why? Because we're all sinners. Our lives have been filled with sin. So we need the blood of Jesus to cleanse that sin. We need the Holy Spirit of God to change us from a vile sinner to a child of God. When we are born again, our name is written in another book, the book of life. Uh, He talks more about uh, this this book of life and also the, the books in Revelation 20, 12. And I saw the dead, small, and great stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. So, and um, and there's some, uh, uh, maybe slight difference of opinion just about all of this, but uh, apparently it talks about books, not just one book. Uh, The book of life, it's important, it's necessary, it's absolutely uh, necessary that your name is written in the in the Lamb's Book of Life if you're going to be in heaven, and also it's it's uh, possible that it can be blotted out when when uh, um, when Moses uh, pled for the children of Israel. He said uh, he said blot my name out. I I'm the one that makes a mistake. And, and God said, no, the ones that sin will be blotted out. <clears throat> in Revelation also it says, uh, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And so we have these books. And uh, as, as uh, Brother Jason mentioned here, those 365 blank pages that are ahead of us, what will be written about our deeds? What will we be? What will we be filling these these uh, blank pages with? And so, what are you going to do with these 365 blank pages of a new year? He says they can be filled with prayer, with Bible reading, with helping others, with telling others of salvation, with sacrificial labor for the good of my family, for building up relationships, for reading. Upbuilding books and literature, giving of goods to the poor, 
supporting the church in various involvements. These are all things that can be written and filled in on those blank pages as we go through life. Or on the other hand, they could be filled with selfish pursuits, undue time spent to better my financial picture, uh, life wrapped up in sports. It could be filled with uh, the things that we uh, that we find as we as we surf the net. It could be um, filled with reading sensual and erotic material and violent things. Uh, all of these things can be uh, put on those in those pages. Another paragraph here. As we think of the year past and its pages filled with happenings, we understand that there have been many negative things. On the world scene, there have been natural calamities, political uprisings. In the Arab world, the Muslims are gaining more power. On the national scene, there has been tornadoes, political wranglings, heinous crimes, and disregard for principles of God's word by the, those in authority. In personal ways, many have faced serious health issues, financial challenges, difficult church situations, spiritual conflict. Maybe we could almost become despondent and wonder if there's anything good. We can look at all the negatives and wonder where all this will take us. But on the other hand, we are truly a blessed people. We live in a land of plenty. Just a little more here. As people of God, we have many concerns and burdens. It seems there are so many issues to face in our various brotherhoods, and yet, when we see the distress of those outside of the family of God, we can affirm that God has crowned this year with goodness. Also, the goodness of this year brought new sons and daughters into the family of God. I am grateful that the power of God is able, still able to transform souls from the life of sin and selfishness into a life of good godliness and peace with him and so as we as a new year begins and as we come to each day a blank page that will be filled with something either good or bad what will be written keep in mind that what is recorded being recorded in God's book is permanent and cannot be changed each blank page is a new opportunity to fill it with what glorifies God and encourages our fellow men. There's one other thing I wanted to, um, that he pointed out here that I wanted to read. <clears throat> Sometimes we hear of those that want nothing to do with a works religion. It is true that we are not saved by our works, but we will be judged by them. So even though our works do not save us, our work may be the means of our losing our works may be the means of our losing our salvation and then he quotes this scripture second corinthians 5:10 for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad and uh, matthew 16:27 for the son of man shall come in the glory of his father with his angels and then he shall reward every man according to his works. And Revelation 20-12, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be.
And these were um, challenging thoughts to me as I read this, and uh, I thought it was good that we look at this when we think of a new year, think of standing on the threshold of 2014, and what will it hold for us, and what will what will we do to see that uh, these pages are filled with that which is good. And so, what's new? I'll probably say something right at the close about New Year's resolutions. Um, that's seemed like that's kind of a, a joke to most people. Uh, but there, there is something to be said about it, about making promises to God for things in the future. <clears throat> and so the title of my message this morning is a question, what's new? Solomon had this to say, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It hath been already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of those things that are to come with those that shall come hereafter. Uh, Solomon had a pretty dim view of uh, seemed like looking for anything new. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe he had more time to think than uh, <laughs> what he needed. I'm not sure. But uh, the Bible does, in spite of what Solomon says, the Bible does talk about some new things. I have nine of them this morning that I want us to look at. And uh, I'm going to read, be reading mostly from uh, the Scripture. And I won't be turning to these. I have them in my notes. But... Uh, if you want to jot down the references, that's fine. But I'll be moving quite, uh, quite rapidly here, so, <clears throat> so uh, stay with me. What's new? The Bible talks about a new song. Psalm 33.3 Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. Psalm 96.1 and 2 Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day. Uh, Psalm 98, 1. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. Psalm 144, 9. I will sing a new song unto the Lord. Unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praise unto thee. Psalm 149, 1. Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of saints. Isaiah 42:10. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise from the end of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea, and all that there is therein, the isle, and the inhabitants thereof. And then in Revelation we have these words, Revelation 5, 9, And they sung a new song, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And then uh, Revelation 14.3 says, 
And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. In, um, in the Old Testament, uh, when the, the children of Israel were in captivity, uh, this psalm was written, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required us of us, of us a song. And they that was, wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? The point I want from those verses is that uh, the songs of Zion are not the same as the songs of Babylon. And uh, from very early in the Bible uh, to into eternity, into what's foretold in Revelation, it talks about a song, singing a new song. And the emphasis on singing, uh, the singing and even the playing of instruments that they did was to praise and honor the Lord. The singing was not for personal accomplishment or personal pleasure or uh, personal gain. Their singing was to be uh, for, to honor and glorify the Lord. It talks about a new song. If there's a new song, was there an old song? Um, what was the old song? It reminds me that when we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, our song is to be different from what it was before. It's to be changed. When we're saved and belong to the, to the Lord Jesus, our song will be different from the world's song and the way they sing. And the rhythm and the beat will be different as well. A new song. Are we singing a new song? Number two, a new name. For Samuel, six, six, um, I think that's First Samuel. I just kind of abbreviated there. Um, this is how it goes. For Zion's sake I will not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and the kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which... The mouth of the Lord shall name. I think maybe that's in Isaiah. I have the wrong reference here. Talks about a new name. Revelation 2.17 He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I eat, give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. And Revelation 3, verse 2, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go 
no more out and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God and I will write upon him my new name and then in uh, in Acts 11 it talks about uh, Barnabas and how he uh, was there at Antioch and then he went to to find Paul and when he brought Paul back and uh, this verse 26 in verse 11 in chapter 11 says and when he had found him he brought him unto Antioch and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch when we come to the Lord Jesus and uh, allow him to be our king allow him to be our savior we have the name of Christian and I'm not sure if that uh, when it says they were called Christians first in Antioch if that was a, a term given to them by those who were making fun or mocking uh, some think might, that it might have been but uh, at least they were called Christians and it has the idea of, of uh, uh, imitators of Christ that's what the, the word has in of what it means are we ashamed to be called Christians or any other term that makes us followers of Christ um, some people are um, have a aversion to the name Mennonite and uh, that that term has probably some uh, bad connotations at play, different places and different times I'm not sure but uh, are we ashamed to be termed that as uh, uh, because it it uh, identifies us as a certain people we should not be ashamed to be given names or terms that uh, identify us with the people of God it should be we should welcome that number three the Bible talks about a new man Galatians 6 14 and 15 but God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature uh, that it says creature in uh, King James the idea there is a new creation we are newly created when we come to know the Lord Jesus as our Savior we are uh, but a new cre uh, creation but ye have not so learned Christ this is Ephesians 4 um, verses 20 through 24 but ye have not so learned Christ if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught of by him as the truth is in Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness there you have the idea of, of a new man as a creation and not a creature <clears throat> Colossians 3, 9-11 says lie not one to another seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and I put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, 
after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond, nor free, but all but Christ is all and in all. Ephesians two fifteen. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in ordinances for to make in himself a toy in one new man, so making peace. And first Corinthians five seventeen says Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And this is in contrast to the old man. The new man is a contrast. Uh, sometimes uh, the new year uh, in secular writings and pictures the new year is contrasted to a very old man you see this the old year is as uh, pictured as a as an old man with a beard clear to his waist and um, and I don't know carrying a scythe over his shoulder I'm not sure what that's for but it's that's kind of a secular picture of of the old year and the new year then is a, a little baby usually mostly naked um, I'm not sure what all that is for it was just a uh, but uh, it's, it's contrast saying the new and the old well there's a contrast a great contrast between the old man and the new a man who is a sinner and who is away from Christ and uh, going the, the wrong way away from God and uh it's exactly in contrast to one who is is uh, come to know the Lord Jesus and is following Him. <clears throat> Our life needs to change when we are born again, from the old to the new. To do this, it takes a new heart and spirit. That's number four. Ezekiel eleven nine says this, and I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. And I, I will take the stony heart out of your flesh and will give them an heart of flesh. And these are all from Ezekiel where he is foretelling this. And uh, verse 31 of uh, chapter 18 says, Cast away from you all your transgressions whereby ye have transgressed and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. And then chapter 36, verse 26 says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. This is also in... Uh, closely related to the next one number five is a new covenant the Bible talks about and uh, this is from Jeremiah 31 it says behold the days come saith the Lord that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt which my covenant they break although I was an husband unto them saith the Lord but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write and in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. 
And then we come into the book of Hebrews, and uh, the writer to Hebrews uses these same verses to uh, show us that we um, who are uh, belong to Christ are recipients of that new covenant. Uh, <clears throat> Hebrews uh, 8, starting at the 8th verse, For finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will <coughs> excuse me, make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. But this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in, in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he saith a new covenant, <clears throat> he hath made the first old, now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. It's, it's like the picture of that old man, that old year. It's, uh, it's ready to pass away and uh, we'll be stepping into something that's new. That which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. It's like the old man that uh, is put away when we uh, when we come to know the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Hebrews 9.13 and following verses says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot <coughs> to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause he is a mediator of a New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgression that was under the First Testament, that which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. And to Jesus, this is Hebrews 24, 12, 24 then, and to Jesus the mediator of the New Covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, that speaketh better things than that of Abel. <clears throat> And also closely related then to this new covenant and new life is a new and living way. Hebrews 10 verse 20 says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled, from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. <clears throat> Contrasting there the old way where the high priest was not allowed to, uh, only the high priest was allowed to go in to uh, behind the veil and that was once a year with, uh, with blood. But uh, here it talks about a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh. When Jesus died, that veil was rent from top to bottom, and access was given then to all who will come. 
number seven, New Mercies. Uh, this comes from Lamentations 3, verses 22 and 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Uh, it was interesting when I was uh, looking for, uh, for verses about his mercies, uh, how that uh, many places in the Psalms it talks about the multitude of his mercies. Uh, at least five or six places in the Psalms that talks about his mercies as being uh, multitudes. It's not just one mercy uh, in the morning, but it's multitudes of mercies. And he says his mercies... Um, plural are new every morning also as compassions <clears throat> and it's for, for this reason that we are not consumed uh, do you ever have someone uh, come up to you and say what's new I don't know if, if that thing is used anymore or not but uh, it used to be quite popular what's new well just tell them the Bible says that the mercies of God are new every morning. <clears throat> the Apostle John talks about a new commandment. Um, and Jesus also mentions this. Uh, John uh, thirteen thirty four 34 uh, says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you that ye love also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. So this is uh, uh, number eight then, a new commandment. And uh, the Apostle John then takes this up in his letters. He says, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. <clears throat> Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and that hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. <clears throat> he that loveth his brother abideth in the light and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. And then in Second John, he says, And now I beseech thee, lady, as though I wrote a new commandment unto you but that which he had heard from the beginning that ye love one another and this is love that we walk after his commandments this is the commandment that is that as ye have heard from the beginning ye should walk in it it talks there both about the old commandment and the new the old refers to uh, it refers it to the word of God and uh that which we are to be obedient to. The new commandment is the idea of loving like Christ loved. Christ returned good for evil. He laid down his life for others. Uh, he was a servant. He obeyed the Father. <clears throat> okay, number nine. Um, new heaven and a new earth and uh, I'll read these verses and this starts not um, we might think of uh, the verses in Revelation I'll read those but these are 
there's some from the Old Testament that talk about the new heaven and the new earth. Isaiah 65, 17 says, For behold, I create, create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. <clears throat> Isaiah 66, 22, For as the new heaven and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. Second uh, Peter 3, starting in verse 12, says, Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of, of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that we look for such things, be diligent that ye uh, may be found in him in peace without spot and blameless. <clears throat> and Revelation 21, verses 1 and 2, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. <clears throat> and um, I think I said I had um, nine, but I see I missed numbering a couple, so uh, I'm not sure where you are in numbers. Uh, this is the next one. A new city. Revelation 3.12 Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. <coughs> and uh, from Hebrews 11, these verses, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. That is in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. <clears throat> and the last one, Revelation 21, 4 and 5, it says, All things are new and this is something to look forward to as we think of the Lord Jesus our Savior and his uh, work on the cross and our, our uh, anticipation of being with him and meeting him these verses are encouraging and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow <coughs> nor crying <coughs> neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. <clears throat> what about New Year's resolutions? Do you make promises at the beginning of the, of the year? I'm going to do such and such. I'm going to be a better person this next year. Uh, do you make New Year's resolutions? Someone said this, the futility of good resolutions is that they are most always too late. <laughs> and, um, and so you can make promises to the Lord, promise Him, and it's good if we make commitments and follow them through. <clears throat> 
I'm not sure we should call them New Year's resolutions uh, because they are just joked about, I guess. In closing, this little um, reading that I have, are you willing? Are you willing to close your book of complaints and to open the book of praise? Are you willing to stop looking for friendship and start being friendly? Are you willing to be content with what you have and stop whining for what you have not? Are you willing to cease looking for someone to help you and to devote yourself to helping others? Are you willing to consecrate your life to the service of an imperfect church and to remember that Christ chose 12 imperfect men to be his disciples? Are you willing to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, and if you have already done that, to let your life be an outlet for his joy, love, and peace?